but we haven't been this nervous with yeah, the guests in a while. Yes. Why? We're both huge fans. Yeah, we're we're huge fans. And thank um, you. And wow. it's I it's one of these amazingly surreal moments. Um, listeners, dear listeners, we have the great honor and pleasure to have Sharon Stone here, and I say it's that terribly exciting. It is. For all uh, of us. My, I really, I really, I, you know, bef- this is the first time in Sim that I, I feel pretty. Um, uh, I guess like pretty the, pretty. You no, know, um, you're pretty pretty. Pre- no, I don't feel that. I feel uh, like I, I don't know my words. Like I've lost the ability to speak. That is fucked up. Spit it out. Oh. Okay, um, Sharon Stone, you're in, you're in my dining room, and it's it's, a very lovely dining room, I might add. And I am uh, I'm I'm just I'm you're so thrilled that you're here, and I can't thank you enough. Thank you. Um, yeah, and so I want to. I would love to. I was thinking about normally when we have a guest, I I you know I think about kind of well what would interest that person, and um, so I thought of a couple couple of ideas to talk to like to sort of get rainbows this going. and kittens rainbows and kittens <laughs> okay so the first thing that i want to talk to you about a little bit is um i was talking to sim and this doesn't i, I just want to hear your thoughts on a couple of subjects but i was talking to sim about um because i was watching a, an incredible performance by this actress who is a who's an unconventional beauty and she has she's doing this naked scene and she's um kind of oiled up and she's got armpit hair and and um and it's wildly sexy and i was thinking about how you how somebody can convey sexual energy mm-hmm. because that's something i'm really fucking bad at because it makes me so nervous like if, if a photographer says oh sexy sexy be sexy i have no i want to burst out in laughter i have no idea how to have laughing is sexy. You think? I don't know if my laugh is sexy. Of course it is. That's why you're so popular. <laughs> you know, I think that um, when people say that, that they're not sexy and they don't know what's going on. You know, when I was doing Basic Instinct and we had that scene in the police station. I don't remember that one. <laughs> I said, you know... Um, you know, I'm not going to wear some low-cut dress and some stupid... I'm not just going to be that kind of way to the director. And the director said, I don't care if you wear a turtleneck and a bun. And I said, good, because that's kind of what I wanted to do. And he said, great, do that. And I just feel like, um, you know, real sexuality is in your mind. Right. And... You know, when you're with someone sexually, it's happening in your mind that is what's making it's a body, mind, and spirit connection when everything is really at its best. And I think in your acting, if you can't connect with it, it's because you're not disciplining yourself to the wholeness of the experience. Right. You know, it doesn't matter if you're wearing if you're naked or if you're wearing a chair on your head. If you're in the scene. I'm going to fuck you with a chair on your head. Exactly. <laughs> It'll be the same. It won't matter. You Because you yeah. you could, in a crisis moment, in a dramatic scene, be up against a wall, champed against a bunch of broken furniture, having a chair over your head, and the only way out is if you can fuck somebody to let you go and 
I like this movie. <laughs> you won't, yeah, but you won't care if you're naked in the scene. Right. If you're fighting for your life. Right. You won't because you don't care. You wouldn't certainly care in the moment because you're fighting for your life. Right. So it's has to be bigger the impact and importance of the scene. And if it isn't, then why are you really naked? Right. And I've always had a problem, and I, I'm sure Sim will disagree with me on this, but in, in comedies, when there's suddenly tits, like, um, I love... But tits can be funny. Can they? I, I don't so. know. I don't know. I mean, I talked Albert Brooks into allowing me to be naked in The Muse. Interesting. I wanted I to be you. naked because I get in the scene and I'm with Andy McDowell and I don't want her to be in the bed with me. And I'm like, well, the best way to have her not be in the bed with me is if I don't put any clothes on. Yeah. And Albert's like, well, what would that look like? I'm like, it would look like my big ass getting in the bed naked. And I think that's funny because she'd be horrified. Right. And contextualized. Yeah. I think she'd just be like so horrified that I would do that, that she wouldn't want to get in. But I, th- I th- you're right. Um, I totally concede to your point. But I do think that tits out of nowhere are a little without a reason. Well, like, are, what, but Ameri- like American Pie or movies like you know, which are sex comedies, for example, well, really funny ones where you you expect that, and it's maybe I, you don't get a laugh when it shows up, but that's part of the. I just it just takes. I just want to look at the tits. I can I flash do. you right now in the audience. Really? <laughs> yeah. Look. <laughs> Right? Oh, I got tonight. I got it. I own this shit. <laughs> Come on, Ferris. Podcast your little ass off. Um, but no, See, you I can th- show the your whole audience right now. And, yeah. And they will laugh. Well, are you guys laughing? <laughs> Please laugh through my nervousness. Um, okay, so, and then the other thing we were talking about, uh, what I, you know, it, sexuality for me, it just taps into something that I'm insecure about, you know? And there's, I Why? have- Oh, lots of reasons we could be here for hours. So one. Oh, I guess the, like the, my mom instilling a lot of modesty in me, even though I'm very raunchy. Um, I think like she, and I think that's why I'm. What did she say about it? Oh, I, I she just was very sexually conservative. She just wanted me to, you know, be a virgin until I was married. And um, believe it or not, I wasn't. You broke her heart into a million tiny pieces. Okay. Um, well, um, you know, I think that that's a pretty American perspective. Yeah. Wouldn't it have been nice? To, I wish I was raised in Denmark. Um, I just, I don't think that the human body is such a, I just don't see it as such a big yeah. deal. I wish I, I'm learning but I'm 40 now, but I'm, I feel like I'm coming into a more sensual place in my life. I I think that 40 is probably the most sensual. That's just the most wonderful time when you turn 40 and you finally are like, there's a different perspective on your womanhood and your womanness. It's a beautiful age. It's great. I remember turning 40 and I was like, Oh, I'm 40. It was like, Ooh, there is power in it. Maybe that's why I say it. Yeah, it's very, I don't know how to explain it. I had a wave, a different wave when I turned 30. I think I'm still figuring out what my 40 wave is. But when I turned 30, I had this feeling that I didn't expect, but a feeling of of power and liberation. And 
I, it kind of took me by surprise um, because in this town you're supposed to dread those mile markers. And um, but but embracing them, I don't know, feels a lot better. I don't think you have to go into agreement with any kind of oppression. Yeah. I think that's a waste of stress. That's a beautiful way to put it. I prefer to use my stress on other less important things. Like what? <laughs> you know, can't get the jar open. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you get any road rage? What know. ticks you off? Um, I hate it when um, people wait for a parking space. I don't like bad taste. Oh, I have a lot of bad taste in this room. Did no, you see no, the anatomy of the penis, no, though? No, it's, no. You have a lot of joy. You have a lot of joy and a lot of, you're like at home. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Which is nice. Um, and there's a lot of, you can see a lot about who you and your family are, which is very warm and really nice. Oh, good. Yeah. Um my house is much more disciplined and sterile. Than <laughs> That's what I want, though. I want that. You'll grow into it. Okay. Yeah. You have to have your children break all the things that you yes. now have and right. hold dear to you. And then, then once they're all gone, you, you go for modern. Yeah. Jack, last night, um, I gave him a chocolate pretzel because that's what I did at night and I, whatever. Anyway, he was holding on to it, and then he put his hands on my duvet and now I have these little chocolate handprints on my duvet. And I was thinking, I'm not going to wash that. I was like, I need to keep that. I need to, I can buy, like, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be able to buy another duvet if I want. But I want, like, this thing messed up and, and loved. And I was like, maybe I'm just going to keep this as, like, in- I think this is what happens. You know, you get things and you're precious about them and then you get children and then nothing really matters. Right. And then you go through like a period of that and then they hit a certain age and you're like, okay, we're done and we're going to clean out the house. Yeah. And then the garbage trucks move up and you just throw away. Everything is in shreds. Right. And then you do a little redecoration, and then they realize that their days are numbered. (laughs) (laughs) Love that. Um, Okay, so we do a segment on our podcast, which is ridiculous, called Deal Breakers. Mm -hmm. And... So, it, it's you. It's in the dating world. Oh, okay. I'm not deeply invo- involved in that world. You can, you can just not that I'm opposed to. These it. are just your opinions and your thoughts okay. that you can share with us. Okay, would this be a deal breaker? He doesn't have a cell phone. You can explore anything you want. <laughs> not a deal breaker. Okay. Really? No. Why is that? They might leave me alone. <laughs> it might not be, where are you? What are you doing? What's going on? They might actually be a person who would speak to you, like sit down, call you on an old-fashioned phone and have an actual conversation with you instead of thinking that endless so, texting was a relationship. What about the other way around? What if you wanted to get through to him or what if you wanted to say something to him? I might not. 
<laughs> I might be fine with I'll talk to you when I really? see you. I might not need to have the urgent, constant. I'm I'm not the my relationship is an appendage person. Okay. I'm I'm individuated in relationship. That is amazing. That's amazing. That's how do incredible. we get so enlightened? Will you teach us? I want. <laughs> I want. I want to have the tea you're having. Um, I like that you. So you. You do. I like it that you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like it that you that you made a deal breaker because usually we set them up so they're sort of negative. <laughs> oh. But I love it that you swung it around and you're like, no, actually, this is my man. <laughs> yeah, where is he? Let's get him over here. <laughs> um, okay, his name is Zen. You know, that could be okay. He might have had those kind of hippie parents that grew up in a commune. And we discussed then this. he might be a person who's like, I not. really am not going to be that. He has He's no last not that. name. His name is just Zen. He is not that. He is actually an international promoter of clubs. But not his, that's not What his, kind of clubs? Oh, like I like this. Nightclubs or yeah, yeah, like dance clubs, club. dance clubs, EDM clubs. Yeah. Oh, those kind of clubs. All over the world. Oh, Tel yeah. Aviv. Dubai. Dubai. <laughs> hey, babe. Is he... <laughs> So he's a Middle Eastern guy named Zen. No, he's uh, he's actually from uh, where is he from? He's from Tulsa originally, but then he moved to New York. <laughs> How old is he? He's forty-seven. But he he says that he's in his fourth decade. <laughs> you might know my guy, <laughs> a cowboy named Zen who has clubs all over the world. <laughs> I'd have to roll him out here with no cell phone. He might be my guy. <laughs> okay, our Zed is in. Can he ride horses? And yeah, kind of. Uh, good. All yeah. Right. yeah. Um, okay. Both of them. First two, not deal breakers. Not deal breakers. He takes you to a nice restaurant and uses a gift card to pay. That's okay. So on a first date. On a first. A first date. date. Okay, so maybe someone loved him enough to want to have him take someone out and go somewhere nice. Yeah. Also okay with me. Well, Sim, will you tell, when we were talking about this earlier, I didn't think it was that big of a deal, but Sim had a different take yeah, on it. Yeah, I just thought it might be a little embarrassing on the be- first well, tell date. tell your to, story. Because I think, well, I remember I, I was on a first date and I took her to a restaurant, but my friend had already given me a gift card to that restaurant. Uh-huh. I, and I was debating whether or not I should use the gift card, but I thought that would just make Why me not? look like a cheapskate. I'm not going to do that. I think it makes you look like someone loved you and gave you a lovely gift and wanted you to have a nice dinner with someone but else. But I think you're kinder than most people. I feel like that's something that women would just start talking to their friends about. It's like, yeah, he took me on a first date. It was great. But then he used a gift card to pay for the dinner. Right. Well, then they're more interested in your your display of your finances than they are in you. That's so true. Gives That's a, a very good point. Yeah. No, they, I would. Who they are. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. she's right. So I dump guess. that bitch. <laughs> you are very, very. Um, okay. Um, he has a collection of his baby teeth in a jewelry box. <laughs> this looked like I tapped oh, I into think, something. I think this is finally. I think well, we finally got her. With just that. because the tooth fairy had to come to my house last night. Oh, okay. Because my son lost another tooth yesterday, and I do have all of their yes baby tooth. My mom does te- too. Yeah. And I do you have your sons? Yep. Well, he hasn't lost any teeth yet, but I will. Right. And I have all of them, and it's like I have all these baby teeth. 
And, you know, maybe like the guy's mother died and he's, he has kept the teeth. He, she had the teeth and he thought that is unbelievable that she kept all my teeth. I don't know. Like I have all these teeth and it's like, I don't know what the hell to do with them. Do I like put them on a little chain yes, and have like a gold chain of all so these teeth, which I think rad. would be so rad. And you put them on little yes, gold things yeah. and have like Let's a long people like opera link chain of teeth, baby teeth. Some. Don't you think that would be cool? That would be, what about just, a choker? Choker. I just think I have so many. I could have a long strand that I wrap a couple times and it's just all baby teeth. And I'm like, what's that? Baby teeth. <laughs> what the hell's on your necklace? Baby teeth. <laughs> Baby teeth. Baby teeth. Baby teeth. Just like that, real quick. Baby, Baby teeth. <laughs> that would scare the shit out of me in the best of ways. You know, we get a lot of fan art. I already know someone's going to come up with a picture of Sharon wearing baby teeth. Wearing baby teeth. Yeah, so I can't, I can't say that would totally be a deal breaker either because I've got a whole box of baby teeth myself. <laughs> so I don't really I mean like, yeah, I don't know. Does he have kids? Maybe he's a single dad and got a whole lot. He's, or these are his own baby teeth. Yeah. All, so far, collected. all of these people have been turned like... No, she's accepted every single yes. one. They're okay. You're in a very accepting place in life. I you love know, that. I'm a Buddhist. What can I say? That's amazing. People are people. Are you into astrology? Not profoundly. What are you? Do you mind my asking? Uh, Pisces. I just my birthday was just the other day. Oh, happy birthday! Thank you. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't really know much about. It. I'm a Sagittarius, but I don't really know anything about it. We are supposed to get along the best of oh. other people, other than Pisces. Get along with Pisces too. Um, my husband's a Gemini. One of the first, like, like lines that he used for me was, um, he said, you know, Sagittarians and Geminis are supposed to really hit it off. And I was like, oh, God. Get out of here. But I wasn't. I was like, actually, come on in. (laughs) (laughs) See? Yeah. <laughs> See? <It> Whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, he has a tiny heart tattoo on his ball sack. Ooh. <laughs> we finally got her. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. That's uh, that makes it's me little. think that he likes pain. Yeah, yeah, he might. But maybe it was a long time ago. I don't know. I don't know what that he's... makes me think that someone is into pain in a very odd way. Mm-hmm. That 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 could be. That could give me the willies. That 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 right there could yeah. make me be like. It's especially creepy the idea of a heart. Any sort of tattoo on your genitals, you would got to imagine would just hurt like crazy. especially on the. The, the scrotum. Any of yeah. that. Like, I wouldn't think no. that a buzzing hot needle on any of your private areas would be tremendously good. There'd have to be a damn good reason for that to be there. 
like, you know, when they killed my whole family, I sat having a hidden place and I just wanted to do it. And, I just, and then I just, and I thought, what did I do? And I just, and it's there and it's just, you have to take it. And then you'd be like, okay. <laughs> Maybe. But otherwise, you'd be, no. No. <laughs> no tiny heart tattoo on the ball no, I think unless you're, no. I don't know. I don't know. I think that we're pretty lucky as women that our genitalia are sort of tucked in there. We've talked before about the idea of retractable penises and if men would like that. But Have you ever heard Wanda Sykes uh, uh, stand up on the uh, detachable pussy? No. <laughs> you really want to see that. I do. It's a YouTube you want to okay. get right on that. But wait, can you tell me, though, quickly, does she want a detachable pussy? In this particular uh, stand-up, uh, routine is she discusses having a detachable vagina and what it's like when you go out for a jog and someone stops you and the whole the whole thing and then she left it at home in a shoebox and her boyfriend found it when she was out it's the whole thing it's just fantastic it is in I would say one of my all time favorite stand up pieces that oh, I've ever brilliant. seen okay. yeah, it's like I can watch it ten times and I'm still oh crying okay. when I see it oh I can't wait I need mm-hmm. I, yeah uh, okay okay so now should we just go down to the how would you proceed yeah. yeah okay so let's do this this is called how would you proceed okay okay you're filming a movie with Dame Maggie Smith Oh, that's a dream come true. But <laughs> during one of your most pivotal scenes, Maggie uh, st- says your line, which is, we got him. And it's your line at the end of the movie. Uh-huh. And Dame Maggie Smith says, we got him. Instead of you. Um, and the director yells, cut. What, how would you proceed? <laughs> Are you cool with... <laughs> If she said it instead of me, I uh-huh. would just look at her like, you're fucking right we did, baby. <laughs> Are you kidding? Would you say it or look? You're fucking- if I had time, I'd look at her and go, you're fucking right we did, baby. Okay, all right. Let's yeah. let's do the scene. Ready? All right. And okay. action. English accent. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, Dame Maggie Smith is playing Cockney, okay? Okay, go. <laughs> All right. All right. And action. We got it. Fucking right. <laughs> got. <laughs> Maggie, you uh, are so amazing. Sharon Stone stole my line. I was supposed to have the ending line and she went and took it. <laughs> uh, you're going to have cut, to talk cut, to Sharon me, about cut, that. Cut me out. Just leave it on Maggie at the I, end. But I don't want her to take the high road right now and get away with it. <laughs> Someone should, she wants the someone fucking should, line. Someone should punish me. She can me. say it before my line. <laughs> but I contractually have the last line of this fucking film. Please fucking give it to Sharon. Maggie. And could someone give Maggie something to beat me with? Oh, fucking Sharon. She always wants me to fucking beat her. Fine. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. Oh, that's, get Thank out of you it. for the beating. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, should we do Karen Sarducci? Let's do it. Let's let's do it. Okay, this is Karen Sarducci. Karen Sarducci is actually the CEO or the head of Imaginarium Films. Walk her past the Oscars. Donovan, walk her past the Oscars. Donovan. Sharon, I'm about to introduce you to Karen right now. Okay. 
Sorry, what'd you say? Pass the Oscars. Pass oh, yes. Oh, if you, you can see the, all the Oscars that, mm. that Karen fuck, has won. Don't be fucking obvious. Oh, sorry, sorry about don't that. Don't be fucking... Karen, I'd like you to Hi. meet Sharon Stone. How do you do? Pleasure to meet you. I'm Karen Sarducci. It is just so lovely. Thank you for coming. It's my re- honor. Oh, no, no, no. It's mine. I'm just, I'm so grateful. Of course it is. I loved um, I, I have a couple of, of movie ideas. I'd love your thoughts. Um, we want you um, as our sort of flagship, if you will. You know, we just love you. Um, I want to talk to you about a couple of movie ideas. Uh, Donovan, will you also get the pages and everything ready, please? Yes, they're all right here. Thank you. It's all set. Uh, Thank you. Okay. That Donovan, he's he's a snappy assistant. Oh, he's wonderful. He's wonderful. He's the fucking worst. He really is the fucking worst. Just between you and me. I heard... Fuck you. I have an opening, Donovan, at my company. I'm sorry. Sorry, you can have him if you'd like him. If you sign on to the movies, he's yours. Are you being serious, Sharon? Okay, no, no, no. Wait, I'm a hard worker. All right, let's 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 do the movies. Let's do the movies. Let's do the movies. The hard and the working. The first movie that we wanted to um, talk to you about is called Casino Two. Ah. Foreclosure. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. We would love for you. To mm-hmm. reprise your role as Ginger, mm-hmm. but she's dead. No, that's we've worked that out. Uh-huh. Um, and how does that go? Well, we you come back from the overdose and whatnot. Is it a twin thing or is no? It, it's no? you right back, right back. They can do that now. Oh, it's like one of those adrenaline to the heart pulp exactly. fiction kind yeah. of things. Yeah. Like the movie opens easy. with it's like a <laughs> yeah, easy, oh, easy like peasy. That. We don't want that exact scene because that's so iconic. But maybe we could have somebody like stab you in the like the temple with oh, with like with it. the adrenaline. Shot. I like it. You're good. I that like would it. now that would be iconic, don't, right, Donovan? I think it's a, iconic. A needle I like it. or you know, stab. in the Wall Street thing, maybe we could have one someone like you know shoving it in my. So everyone you know is, your house is getting foreclosed upon, the casino is getting foreclosed upon, and literally everyone you know in Vegas, every single person's home is getting foreclosed upon. I see. So Ginger, as you know, knows her way out of a bad situation. So uh, we're going to sort of build you as the heroine, sort of. Aaron Brockovich. Heroin dealer or actual? Both. That's not a bad idea. Heroin. Donovan. Heroin, who's also a heroin dealer. I got it. Thank you. Um, right. So anyway, do you like that idea? Because we'll, we're ready to green light. And the director would be Scorsese again? Uh, we're actually thinking one of the Stevens. We are? We are. Uh-huh. That's what we're thinking. Uh, well, you know... Edgy. Yeah. It's edgy. Do you like it? Foreclosure, it's relevant. It is. Um, I've heard about it. Uh, my children, Milo and Ventimiglia, um, we were just on our way back uh, from Christchurch. Is that correct? That's right. Um, mm-hmm. And we were... You're a religious family. No, 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 no. No, we just went for the... Then my kids wanted to do that fucking... I don't know. What's it called? Where you tumble down a hill in a... Balloon. Uh, the balloon tumbling down the hill. That's not what it's called. Fucking. T- but anyway, in New Zealand, they do. They like to do all those high risk things, you know, uh-huh. jumping off of shit and like, I don't know what else. Do the f- they go roll down a mountain in a bubble. What else do they do? They fucking zip line everywhere. 
They zip line to the fucking grocery store, don't they? I see. Down there, anyway. I see. But my kids fucking love it. Is it like Australia and South Africa, where, what are those places called where they sent criminals in the old days? It's a, the, the colonies originated with just criminals? I think it's just, yeah, the, the, Donovan, look it up. Yes, I think that was, okay, the, I'll look it up. There were like penal, penal colony penal. countries that started penal. out like that? Don't mm-hmm. forget, penal. Penal, mm-hmm. look at it. Uh, yes, it was it was sort of like that, um, but I don't know. Kids and their adrenaline. What what makes my um, adrenaline rush, mm-hmm. if you will, is collaborating with you. I am just almost honored by that. Well, as you can see, we um, Imaginarium has created, you know, a number of. What, what, what was it done in? Um, uh, Oscar-winning films? Oscar-winning films. I didn't want to say that because whatever. But you can see for yourself. It's self-flagellating. Yes. So, Casino 2 foreclosure. We'll talk to your agent about it. I, I think that that's a spectacular idea. I, I am not sure that I can work it into my schedule, though. I've, I've signed on for a number of animated films. We can make this animated. Because, uh, you know what? Now, our, there our is rated, something intriguing rated, to consider. Our rated animation is the rage. We're all getting into it. So it's an angry film. It's an angry, well, Ginger. It has rage. for foreclosure. Everyone. It's a rage-driven animated it's film. It's a rage-driven, yes. You I are. like that. I like that. I like that. You do. I'm so glad. You know, it's like the yeah, it's like the fight club of animation. Yes. It is like the like you know. We could have Ginger. Would you like to be dual personalities? Never before has anyone spoken my language so succinctly. <laughs> <laughs> I am at one with you, Karen. It's really I feel like a wash in a kind of a warm bath of dual comprehension. Yes, I love warm baths. That is how I relax. In fact, shall I, we? I do. Would you? Do you want me to bath? set up the executive bath for both of you? Yes, Donovan. I, I would. Okay. Um, Perhaps we have found his. I'm actually feeling, oeuvre. I'm feeling a little dirty, so I likewise. I want to. I want to get clean. I want to get clean with you, Sharon. That might take some time. Bath salts or bubbles? Salts. Um, salty, salty, salty. It'll take salts. Don't leave out the pepper. And if Mauritius calls, tell him I'm not here. Ooh, it's warm. Well, thank you for seeing me today. Thank you for seeing who I really am, too. Pleasure is mine. Oh, oh, Sharon. I'm going to close the door. I knew that you would take Karen down, but I didn't know how. She did it. She took Karen down. She totally did. I gave that girl a bath. Oh my God. She needs one so badly. I gave her a little scrubby dubby. Whoa, that was intense. I I might have to take a breather. Holy shit. Let's do a five minute break and then we can do our two calls and then we can end the show. I'm in love with Sharon's tone. I love you, Chris Pratt, but I gotta tell you, something's going on in my heart. You have a little scrubby dubby. We might have to to see what's inside the little doll.
We're going to call Charlene first, and she's actually in Paris, France. Oh. And she's waking up first. It must be middle of the night, three in the morning. Right. Hey, Hi. Charlene. Hi. Hi. Hi, Charlene. It's Anna and Sim. Hi. And you're not. Hello. Gonna... Hi. How are you? Good. 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 And bonsoir. The most amazing. Bonsoir. <laughs> Sharon Stone is here. Hello. Thank you for waking up. Ça va bien? <laughs> well, thank you for calling me. I mean... What time is it over there? Um, it's almost three. Uh, well, oh. we'll, 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 get th- we'll get through this quickly so you can wake up for work. Okay. Yeah. So, Charlene, talk to us about this new guy you're dating. Okay, so I met this guy on Tinder two months ago. Um, he's British. I'm French. And uh, it's been going very well. He's he's a gentleman. He's perfect. Um, everything is perfect. But one thing is that um, even though we have great chemistry, uh, he has a very low sex drive, and I don't. And I'm worried that it starts to become a problem, an issue in uh, in our couple. Oh man. Uh, I have found in my experience when men are perfect and they have a low sex drive that they're not always entirely heterosexual. Oh. And and that you have to really be sure that they um, are or or that (laughs) there aren't – sometimes they're just not wholly sexual, that some people either are not wholly heterosexual or they're not wholly – sexually engaged and mm. if they aren't in the beginning they don't become more sexually engaged they become less and people who are not sexually engaged with you and yet are perfect in every other way this is not a relationship that's going to get better it's going to get worse and then the problems that ensue from the lack of sexuality um, create in the person who is not getting sexually cared for, tremendous sense of insecurity and lack of validation. Yes, yeah. So they're really not perfect in every way. They are uh, overcompensating for the fact that you do not have uh, the intercourse and of sexual intimacy. So it doesn't go where you want it to go, and I would say that this is not going to be your mate. Wow. Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh, Sharon, that was incredible. Um I, I, how do you feel? How do you feel? I don't know. I, I think well, my theory is more like he's 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 thirty and his love life has been just a series of disappointments. Women would only friends on him, reject him. Um Yeah. (laughs) Do you have to think to yourself, do those stories add up to someone who has had a lot of reasons not to have a sexuality or not? Probably. um, I think it's very low self-esteem. He has no self-confidence at all, Um, especially with women. Yeah. Well, are you his therapist or nurse or his partner? Oh, no. (laughs) You told me yesterday that you were willing to try and help him and and be patient with him. But but I'm I'm wondering, because when she was telling me that, 
I was thinking that's probably not going to work. I think he's pretty much, like you said, probably what set I'm in his ways. What I'm thinking is why? You've known him for two months. He's not your project. If he's, if he, It's one thing if you'd been with him for 15 years and then this right. suddenly happened. But you've known him for only two months and he came like this. It's like, you know, these shoes don't fit. Hmm. <laughs> um, how does he uh, yeah. react if, when you like initiate or like does he just kind of shut you like how does that go oh uh, well he, he usually he's the one that initiates he's very into it when when he when he is it's just he's not kinky he won't for instance when we see each other it would be only one time there was there won't be any second time for sure um for well, Earlier, we had a conversation and I said I was very stressed out and I needed to relax. And he said, well, tomorrow we can have dinner and either sex or sex or sex. And I made a joke and I said, well, can we have sex three times? And he said, oh, well, you're asking for the impossible. <laughs> yeah. But you like sex. I love I you. I like sex. French, I like so. sex. I know. I love that. Yeah, I think I think uh, people who are wanting to have an intimate relationship with someone in their life generally just like sex. I don't think it's mm-hmm. just you or that you should think that you're different than anyone else. I think that on an average yeah. people like sex. We've been taught not to talk about it or not to say so or to think that if we ask for it, that's not okay. But uh, I've been raised otherwise, so that's good. So open-minded good. family and, yeah. And he probably has the opposite, right? Uh, well, yeah, he's British. He's, he was raised in a very British family, very repressed. Uh, I wonder if maybe the um, newness of the relationship is a factor too? I think he's impressed uh, by my experience. Um, the, the first night I handled things that made him very nervous. And then, well, I realized that he needed to be um, approached in a more gentle way. Um, he definitely enjoys You're a tiger. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. He enjoys it. Yeah, um, right? he he's enjoying it. He's having a good time. He said that I was um, probably the best sex he's had. So that's good. It's just that it's... So maybe he just needed to meet you. Maybe he just needed to meet yeah. you and to bring it out of him. I don't know. It's still not enough for me. <laughs> right. Well, here's the thing. You're allowed to have a partner that's enough for you. You're not engaged or married or going steady. You don't have to have sex with only him either, P.S. Ooh, now we're talking. I like this. You're allowed to have other partners. You don't have a committed relationship with this guy. Just use condoms to be, you know, take care of yourself. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. 
Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Well, I, I don't really plan on you having like him multiple partners. I do. He's great. He's very supportive. Um, but can a, can a relationship sustain itself if there's no sex or lack too, of you sex? You know what? It's too early to make this call, I think. Only two months. But what Sharon was saying, if it's, if it's this bad this early, it's probably not going to get much better, right? Well, it actually becomes very stressful because you have more of an emotional investment and then you're getting less less support right. on the investment that you're making. So it becomes more problematic and more stressful and more dis- difficult to disengage. Yeah. I, I f- have found that these situations are a boat with a hole in it that only gets more and more water in the boat. I don't think that these are things that you resolve. This is a problem the person comes with. It's not something that you can fix. And Damn. Yeah, I'm not really trying to fix it, but maybe understand it. But uh, Do you think uh, understanding it is going to resolve your sexual tension? Um. No, I, I, I think I need a way to approach this without uh, ruffling the ruffling him or making him feel uncomfortable. I, I want to talk to him about, about it without making him think that he doesn't satisfy me or I what don't do want, you want to, to hurt his feeling. What do you want to accomplish in the discussion? I want to understand first uh what's going on what because he, he told he told me he had anxiety with sex he told me that but he never told me why maybe a, a way i could approach him just sexually like um things you, that would you understand if you do that you're going to open a door to seeing if he's had sexual abuse in his life or if he's had sexual trauma because this is a big big this is not a small question you're asking of a person. And if well, that's the thing. I've had, I've been abused in the past, and and uh, I'm dealing with it right now. And he's been very supportive with me on that, so I'd be able to to understand and to help him, or well, not just help him, but just to be to listen to him. So he knows that I could, like, I'm the right person to to tell those things if it's uh, if it comes from a trauma. I mean. So it seems as though you have some sort of mirroring going on where there's something about him that's touching something about you in a way that you don't want to let go of a thing that you clearly identify as a problem. Yeah, maybe. Hmm. Maybe the bigger issue is what's going on with you that while you are clear to see it as a problem in him and as a dysfunction in him and your relationship, You can't let it go, and it might be easier to work it out by working out his problems. It might be more beneficial to you if you are in some therapeutic relationship to figure out what is this problem that you're mirroring out in the relationship with him and trying to get him to speak about so you can fix it in him instead of addressing whatever it is that's actually creating this interlock with him and you, because you're clearly stating in a person that you barely know some kind of deep-seated attachment to an issue that you call a problem. 
a dissatisfaction and a real problem and something that's not working for you. And considering that you really don't know this person, that's a big, it's a big connection. It's a, it's a lot of glue. So considering that it has a lot of glue, you might want to find out in your own therapeutic relationship what it's grabbing onto in you and address yourself instead of trying to work it out through this person who's practically a stranger and bringing yet another issue that's similar or same to your own issues into your life right now and complicating it and finding an escape route from addressing your own stuff. Wow. Will you be my life coach, Sharon Stone? Seriously. I need your help too. I mean, you know, this is not, this is not at all unusual. And it is certainly not at all unusual for anyone since you claim that you have had um, an abuse issue and an abuse issue you're addressing, which I have to say, congratulations. That takes a lot of courage and a lot of introspection, and and it's a very big and wonderful thing. And since at least three out of five of every woman have been abused, it's a brave and good thing for you not only to do, but to talk about on the air. So good for you for doing it. But certainly, three out of every five women have been sexually abused by the time they're 18 years old. So given that, and these are times when others should have been protecting young women and girls, this is time when the scarring is very deep and people feel very out of control. And then sometimes it's, it's very difficult for us to, as adults, as 30-year-old and 40-year-olds, to take ownership of the whole self and address it. So it's easier sometimes to look at other people and to even partner with other people who mirror some of the crises that we've had, the crises of that period. And we don't understand why we're getting involved with these people when it's, we see this big attraction and we think that they're perfect. Well, we're seeing the perfection of ourselves. And that's a good validation. And it's good that you have the compassion and kindness for him that reflects a compassion and kindness for yourself. But you, you don't really need to find his answers. It's about finding your answers. And his issues are going to be different than yours, just by the very nature of, of it. And you may want to invite him into a talk group that you're in, or there are groups that people are in. There are 12-step programs for this. There's all kinds of things that you might befriend him in, but it doesn't sound like coupling with this person who has similar or same issues is your way to healing. Well, I hope it, it, I mean, I hope that it doesn't come from the trauma. I mean, I hope for him. Um, yeah, but the thing is, how do I... Well, it probably doesn't come from a good, good time. You know, it probably doesn't come from something good. Yeah, well, yeah, definitely. So, you know, you have to anticipate that it's going to come from something difficult. But he may not... Uh, be anywhere close to recognizing that to where you are and your good work yeah yeah it, t- it took me a while so yes yeah. yeah that work is is big and it takes time and effort and it's amazing that you're doing it yeah yeah <laughs> that's a lot of work but I'm making it work and he's been very supportive about it so this is why I'm now also willing to 
to be there for him because he's been so much here for me in just two months and I want to give back. If he is a perfect guy, I, th I feel like you could kind of tell him exactly everything that you told us. Um, and, um, and hopefully he'll, he'll be really receptive and I hope so. He, I'm really scared to make him feel bad about right now. She just needs to be honest completely. Like yeah. what you said, have yeah. a real conversation. You're not being cruel. There's no. No, you're not being cruel by any stretch of the imagination. And if he takes it as that, then that's a warning, you know? Um, but, but I think you, yeah, exactly. Like having a, pretty much sitting him down and and telling him exactly everything you told us that even like the kinky stuff or like this and this is these are the things that you you know that you that you want and 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 maybe he you know like Sharon said it may open up a lot of stuff in him that he hasn't really explored but um but there's no harm i think in in being in, in being incredibly frank and I, and i think if you don't if you just like ghost him or something you know you that's just that's rude and i don't think you want to do that um no so listen to me using terms like ghost <laughs> using millennial terms i like I know. that um so give her some well, final advice i think that's it. happened to all of us at this point i mean it's a technological reality of how people behave um But Charlene, I think I think you just be honest and frank with him. Just you sound so lovely, and um, I, I think the relationship seems worthy of an honest conversation. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It definitely is. You seem to have an awful lot of um, generosity and care and compassion for others. Just be sure to have that much for yourself. That's beautiful. I he's he's like me. He's as generous and kind. So I think. Well, then no matter what, it seems that you found, at the very minimum, a very good friend. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Charlene. Oh, Charlene, Charlene yes. thank you. I know it's thank late. Thank you so much. And you know what? I, I hope for the best for you guys. I hope that you're tearing it up in the sheets in a couple weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank, thank you. you so thank much. You. That was great. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Sharon, you're incredible. Wow. That poor girl. That was the quietest I've been in a long time. That she just wants to go on that route to nowhere is really sad. And she's so hooked in. It's such a deep, it's a, such a neurotic interlock. Two months and she just Very wants wise. to help him and do this and do that. And she's in the middle of dealing with her stuff. It's like you just want to go, honey, psychiatrist's office, get over there. It's called a neurotic interlock. Get right down there and get it done. <laughs> I need more of you in my life. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> I probably need more of you in my life because you're hilarious and wonderful and cute and darling. And, and I more. love your kid. Thank you. You were so sweet. So cute. You're lovely to him. Okay. My sons would love him. We have one more call. He loves and older boys. This call is not going to be nearly as heavy. We're just dealing with um, a creepy coworker. Uh, so we're going to call Lauren. She's in Atlanta. And she's 24. Hello? Hey, Lauren. It's Sim. How are you? Hey, Sim. It's good. How are you? I'm Hi, doing well. Lauren. That's Anna. Anna. Hi, Anna. Hey, thank you so much for, um, for talking with us. And I can't believe that I get to introduce the most amazing Sharon Stone. Hi. <laughs> 
Hi, Sharon. Hi, man, honey. Incredible. How are you? Sharon is I'm fucking doing well. smart, Good. man. She is. <laughs> Um. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I can't I wait like to I'm see how Sharon an, tackles getting, this. Lauren, I'm getting an education tonight for sure. We all are. We, we all, all are. are. Yeah. Ooh. Um. Okay. All right. Anyway, sorry. So, Lauren, what's going on with your coworker? Um. Pretty much started becoming friends with this uh, older guy. How old? Um. He's 33, and I'm 24. Um. And. Purely like as friends, like knew other people in each other's departments, so started hanging out and talking. Um, you know, like did happy hour with coworkers, went to a couple lunches, um, a couple solo lunches, but purely as friends. Like to me, it was like very mentorish. He was giving me a lot of advice. Oh. Anyways, it was going really well. By and the way, you have a boyfriend, he, right? Um, Just make sure. Yeah. So you you're you're not yeah, single. Yeah. Yeah. I am not single. I've been with my amazing boyfriend for three years. Um, actually, this Thursday is three years. And um, oh, I love that. Knows about him. I love yeah, it that you. I can um, feel. I can feel your smile when you talk about him. Yeah. Um. It's yeah. <laughs> um. But that's the thing is like I told my friend at work about it. Like obviously, I'm very um, open about how much in love I am, and so. It was just really interesting because we were at a so lunch. He got my number and was like, um, going to introduce me to a friend for a career opportunity. And he, um, we got back from lunch. We got on our office computers and he sent me a chat through our business chat thing. And he goes, uh, I should probably delete your number so I don't drug text you. So he doesn't drunk text you, right? Yes. So, yes. So he's already, oh yeah. So he's already oh being boy. creepy. Yep. He's been doing that for a while. He's been making you feel uncomfortable with a bunch of uncomfortable texts. Um, but right now you're feeling like he can also be an asset professionally, right? He introduced you to someone that can help advance your career. So you're trying to figure out how you can make this work. Whereas be I kind of want to hear more of the creepy things. Oh, you do? I okay. do. I want to hear more of <laughs> the right. creepy things. All right. Lauren, can we get more creepy? Yeah, I sent him a lot because so we talked on Sunday and then – I, um, has he said anything specifically sexually inappropriate to you? No, nothing sexually inappropriate. He hasn't like crossed any lines like that intensively, just like subtle things. And like, um, he's from the South. I'm not. Um, so I feel like there's also like a cultural difference. Like I'm very like, I call it how it is. So like when he first said the thing about my having my number I was like uh yeah you probably should like haha like trying to play it off kind of funny but like also like agreeing and being like yes you if you think that you're gonna do that like yes delete it let me ask you a couple questions did your boyfriend get upset about this no um he was mad because (laughs) I emailed you guys first to ask about it before telling him (laughs) but he wasn't like mad he was just like thank you you like told the show before you told me and I was like well I don't know I like didn't know how you'd react but if I had the show like I knew you'd think it was cool so like we could like talk about it and do you have feelings about your own behavior leading up to it that you in any way um were causative of this either purposefully or by accident you feeling towards the other guy at work that any of your behavior towards him either purposefully or by accident, would have led this to occur? 
I mean, that's something I've been racking my brain about. Um, and I, I really don't think I have, like, I, like, we haven't really talked a lot in person other than we go to lunch. And I like, I'm not ever like close to him. All right. Let me just, um, mention a couple of things that I heard and then you can tell me what, how that they felt to you. You said that you had a couple solo lunches with him. Yeah. Like in the beginning of us talking. All right. So how many is a couple? Uh, two. Okay. And then after those solo lunches, you gave him your phone number. Uh, at the second lunch, he was talking to me about this career opportunity and he was like, I really think you should meet my friend. And, um, I was like, yeah, I would love that. That would be great. You know, whether or not I heard that, but you did give him your phone number. Yeah, he texted the friend. Okay, right there. so you're you're young, Lauren. I understand, but he's a guy who would normally find you within his dateable group, and I'm sure you're a very attractive and bright person. You work in his uh, circle, and so he considers you probably a colleague. Would that be correct? We're in different departments, so we don't work together on a day-to-day basis. Like, we barely actually ever work Would he consider you a, a peer, someone that he would respect intellectually and so forth? Absolutely, yeah. Right. So he probably considers you someone, you know, dateable for him. So, you know, I think he's probably, in his mind, complimenting you that he's had lunch with you a couple times, he has your number... He probably doesn't know you well enough to know whether you have a boyfriend or not. Well, he does. That's what I mean is we've talked about our openly about both of our respective relationships. Like he's fully aware that I've been with Nick for three years. And, um, you know, the common office joke is like, when am I getting engaged? Um, but that's not really on the table for me and that, or Nick. We're just career focused right now. And oh, can you bleep his name out? Yeah, sure. So um, Um, the thing is, um, those are intimate conversations when you talk about who you're dating. Those aren't work talks. And usually when we talk about our intimate life, it denotes intimacy. And that invites someone another step into our world. It might just all take care of itself if you write them a note or an email and just say, um, you know, I really, I've enjoyed meeting you and knowing you. And I just want to clarify my relationship with you a little bit so that I feel that I'm being clear here at work. Right. I admire you as a work colleague and I appreciate your mentorship. I've definitely said several of those things to him. But I think compiled. But you might be missing the most important part. I think compiling them in a specific email. Do you have a human resource department at your job? Yes. I think that compiling them in an email or a letter, um, and then just says, "I hope that by having lunch with you on my on my own, or giving you my number, which was specifically meant to be introduced to a work colleague, didn't any way seem." as though I was being invitational or inappropriate because I am not. I am in a relationship and I am engaged. Um, 
but I do really enjoy your company and your friendship or whatever. And then you can take it to your human resource department and you can ask your human resource person, does this feel appropriate to send within the office because this person has not been inappropriate with me, but I am feeling slightly that I've gotten this relationship out of kilter, and I don't know if I had anything to do with it, or if, in fact, it's really even happening, but it feels a little uncomfortable. Is this the right way to phrase that? That is so fucking brilliant. And Lauren, I know you're young, and this will be a hard, scary thing for you, but it will be such a moment of growth. And once you have... Once you get something like this under your belt, every other instance will get easier and easier because there's going to be times in your career when you have to fire people. There's going to be uncomfortable times if you're, you know, successful as I know you are going to be, but you're going to have all kinds of these challenges within the workplace for the rest of your career. And it's really important right now to pass this first big hurdle. And it will be easier than you think, but in your head while you're sort of composing the email, um, I think you should do exactly, exactly what Sharon said. Um, but it, it'll feel a little scary. Your heart might be pounding a little bit as you walk towards human resources, but I, I think it is the wisest advice. I think we want to just do clear, clean sentences, nothing ambiguous, because as we create boundaries in our life, which is really what this is all about, we, want, we don't want people to feel they're at all ambiguous. Right. They just should be really clear and clean and kind. I love that. that Make is... sure you take screenshots of all your text messages that he uh, sent you. Yeah. Just so you don't do get erased by accident in case you need it We didn't later. get into too much of the stuff, but I think there is a lot more like... Well, she sent, she's actually sent me the text messages. And, oh. And, you know, he's just being... Well, they're chat yeah, messages. Chat messages, right. It, yeah. I'm more... I'm not like... And, like, maybe it is because I'm young, but, like, and it's also a little twisted. I don't know if that part was fully clear, but it's, he's offering me, or he introduced me to someone, and um, I might be leaving my current position to go work for that person. So that's another twisted factor. And then on top of that, um, I just don't feel, like, the need to involve HR. Like, I feel like that's blowing it out of proportion, whereas, like, I'd rather just like stop talking to him and just like shut it down. But I don't know if that's something well, that you guys think is an is option. Is there a piece of this that you feel guilty or uncomfortable about that you don't want well, someone well, to know? Yeah. The, the fact that he introduced me to someone that's, you know, a potential right. new career opportunity for me. Like I feel a little indebted and like we were having a good friendship leading up to it and then he just like opened his mouth and said something stupid and I called him out and now it's like we can't be friends because he has a stupid crush it's like that's stupid like that's annoying maybe you and your fiance need to invite him out to dinner to thank him for this new job opportunity Ooh, interesting yeah you and yeah him and his wife <clears throat> That'll put an end to it quickly. Yeah. Just is he married? That's pretty brilliant. That is, yeah, that married. actually is brilliant. Oh, well then have you and your fiance invite him either over to your home or out to dinner as to, a thank you. I love as that. As a thank you for this fantastic new job opportunity and how much you will look forward to spending time with them and then be incredibly yeah. affectionate and kind yeah. and loving to your fiance. Future fiance, but yeah. <laughs> and then just make sure you tell your boyfriend up front that you'd like him to demonstrate some proprietary behavior yeah. when you're together. 
definitely. Yeah. But you want that no, the guy the guy to make sure that. But you, is it okay if I leave HR out? Like, yes, is that okay? Or is of like, course it is. But you could you. Okay. I think. What do you think, Anna? Uh, well, I think if you stay at in your current position, here's the thing: is that I think, maybe if I stay, yeah. If yeah, I if you stay. stay that would make- yeah, because here's the thing. Truly, I, I think that um, you sound really reasonable. Your hesitancy to go to HR means that you're reasonable um, because people who run straight to HR without flagging anything, I don't know, whatever. But Yeah, I just but, I don't, I don't want to like be dramatic. Right, right, you know, right. I am I mean, young. I don't want to come off Right, as, like, but here's the immature. thing. It won't. It won't if come you off. you tell them. It I, won't I'm, come off I, like I, that. I It'll come off be as Im- strong. I might be immature, but yeah. I want to make sure that I'm behaving correctly. Right. It doesn't have Put anything to yourself. do with him. He hasn't done anything wrong, really. Yeah. But I just want to make sure I didn't signal incorrectly. The HR will recognize you as a powerful person, and that is important. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their Golden Glow body set includes three clinically proven bestsellers for smooth, glowing skin. While the Glow & Go facial set provides spa-level results at home. Both sets come in giftable boxes with savings up to $48 and free shipping for a limited time. For 10% off your first order site-wide, go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM. Um, yeah. yeah. If I stay. But if I leave, right. then I don't really if you lay, feel If you the leave, need. go to dinner. <laughs> I like the way you brought that up. Yeah. Though. Like, you want to go to HR and make sure that she didn't signal anything incorrectly. That's that's a yeah. great approach. It's just, yeah. just responsible. And I think, yeah, not not at all. I mean, you're, you don't, I don't know. I, yeah. I I think that it's, if you stay, I think you should definitely do that. And if, if you don't stay, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think the dinner thing is a great idea. It's a really good idea. Yeah. And ask your boyfriend to really befriend him. Yeah. Be really buddies with him. That will end everything right there. You'll never hear from him again after that dinner. Have you met his wife before? No, I haven't. Um, no, I have not met her, but I've seen pictures and, uh, I know what he got her for Valentine's Day. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's weird. Like we, like, you know, like it, it was like, we were friends and then it just got really weird. Well, well, it's really probably another hesitation to go to HR because like, I, like, you know, he's doing me a favor. I don't want to like cause a ruckus. So I think you're really going to have to sit down with yourself and do some real conscious clearing and ask yourself if you are being too um, personal and you might want to just, just might want to gently disengage from too much more personal sharing unless that's what you want. And then you're going to have to face that. I was planning on just stopping communication for a while. And I wouldn't then stop if- it completely. You might want to just professionalize your communication. Right. I feel, right. Lauren, when I was 
in my 20s, maybe I still do it too. I did a lot of like, um, I guess sort of inadvertent friendliness maybe. Like I I wanted – and my need for people to like me, which I still have a strong need. That's why I do podcasts. Oh, God. <laughs> the worst. Well, it works. But, I love you. <laughs> thanks. I love you, too. But, um, <laughs> but I think that I was constantly giving maybe mixed signals to people. Constantly. I tend, I tend to get told I'm very friendly. It's, you're and- not far off. I don't, I don't want to blame myself for I don't intend to, but no, I'm like you, I don't intend to give that impression. I just am like a nice person. Right. And I laugh at people's jokes that I don't think are that funny. Like I'm, I'm nice. Right. Right. Let me ask you a question, Lauren. Lauren, are you attractive? Yeah, Yeah, I guess. (laughs) And I don't know. Did Sim find me on Facebook? Yeah, I, yes, We're I found not you on asking Facebook. Sim. We're asking you. Are you attractive <laughs> and do men find you attractive? Yes. It's important then that you don't misuse the power of that, you know, because it's, it's not elegant as a woman to misuse that. And when we're young, you know, it's a little bit heady to be able to induce what you want to occur by the sheer power of the intoxication of your attractiveness. And when you're young, when you're in your 20s, it's the first time that you really recognize, look what I can do with that. And then you find, uh-oh, I, maybe you're like in position. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. I was like, this is not what I meant to do. And this is definitely the first time this has ever happened to me in a corporate um, environment. So I'm right. just like, but in reality, it happens before and it happens around you. And these are just the first time you're, you're hearing like danger, you're feeling that danger feeling. And it's really wonderful that you reached out because of it, because it's important that you learn that your attractiveness has a purpose and it's, it, it has meaning and you have to be together in body, body mind and spirit you know, one thing shouldn't just yank you around. And, you know, it becomes thin and your your attractiveness or your beauty can become cheap if you if you allow it to take on lesser value. And if you use it for things, to gain things or to grab things or to manipulate people, even if you think, oh, it's just all in good fun or, oh, I can do this because men have that – you know, in the end, you'll find that you build a person that you don't want to be. And when we're young, we're building ourselves. We're building the foundation of our character. It's like we're writing a book, and every day is a page in that book. But what you have to remember is, you know, you're going to look back when you're 30 and 40 and 50, and those pages are still in your book. That's still you, you know, you don't want to write a boring book. You want to write an exciting book where you failed and succeeded, and it's so exciting to read, and it's fine to make mistakes. That's what makes the story of you so wonderful. But you also don't want to write pages where you think, is that what I was really up to? No, there's so much truth to what you just said. Oh, it's, for uh, me too. It's oh something I definitely feel for like I, I stumbled into, but um, I'm very 
um, thankful for Anna for having the show and for having you on tonight because I feel like you have so much, um, like that was just wow, like so much wisdom that um, it's I can't okay. thank you enough for it's that. It's okay to tell your boyfriend, and it's okay to tell this man. Look, you know, um, I might have sent out signals that I didn't mean to because I'm, you know, I'm a lot younger than you and I was really so flattered by your attention because I admire you and I really want to do better and get these other jobs and I, I really like that you paid attention to me. It made me feel so special, but I didn't mean to, um, you know, and you're the, the wrong kind of attention and, right. and, I'm, and I'm awkward still. I'm just, I'm, I'm awkward in this. I, I'm, this is like my first important job. I want to, you know, do this and I'm not smooth. This has never happened before. So well, this is, I'm, I'm figuring it out as I go along. It's okay not to be smooth. It's okay to stumble. It's okay not to be great at it. Yeah. I feel like I would like to like be able to say that. Um, I don't know if either in writing or in person, but one of the two, I would really say that, but I also don't want to like keep like, you know, being present in his life. If I'm being like, you know, like if he's not seeing you, he can't get over. Yeah. Right. Which like, well, he can't get over it unless you fill in the rest of the coloring of the puzzle. Cause you have all the pieces there and he doesn't, he's just wanting to put some pieces down. Because you probably made him feel pretty special and attractive. I kind of and- shut it down. Um, I kind of sent, like, pretty straight messages to him. I was more rude, though. I I would want to do it in a more professional way. Like, I kind of, like, snapped for a second and was like, dude, you're not getting it, and just, like, went off. But um, I would definitely think a more professional approach would kind of you can apologize things and put put yeah right exactly you can Own just say you got scared by the whole situation exactly and yeah. say you know the thing is you are so special you're so smart you're so talented i was so flattered to have attention by you and i probably didn't handle it great and i'd like to start over because i still think you're special and talented and smart and i admire you and i'd like to do better and and not not create an inappropriate circumstance, which I really don't mean because I'm madly in love with my boyfriend. I mean, this is not a big deal. And people do that. It Pe- takes so long to figure out how to communicate like that. I don't know how to do that, you know, to identify everything within me and be able to to project that, you know. Well, because we get embarrassed. But yeah. like, so what? So we're embarrassed for five minutes. Because it you will, know? and our embarrassment is so much more powerful than any emotion. To stand that, that, in front of someone and say, feeling, probably. I fucked up and I'm embarrassed and I'm yeah. really sorry. It's hugely powerful. Yeah. Yes, you will get a lot of respect. Taking ownership is definitely... Yeah. Exactly. Yes, yes. And you'll like it will help you in all areas of your life. People really admire admire ownership and um Yeah. Yeah. And you know, to finish that conversation by saying, you know, my boyfriend and I would like to invite your wife and you over to our house or out to dinner to thank you for everything you've done for for me. And here's a handwritten invitation that you could give to your wife. And thanks, and 
walk out is like an aces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Lauren, yeah. Uh, Lauren, that was that was intense. That was amazing. Yeah. I um, learned I, a lot. I hope you I should I want you to play this I back. Butterflies. Play this back a couple of times when we release it because that was oh, amazing. Of course. Um, yeah. Lauren, we love cool. you. Thank you so much. Oh, I love you guys so much. What you guys do here is um, amazing, and I appreciate the transparency. And you guys are great. Um, thank you so much. Thank love you. you guys. Thank you, Lauren. Bye, Lauren. Bye. Bye. She's owned a big piece of herself. Yeah. yeah. She owned a big piece of her person. Yes. Yeah, completely. You were amazing. You were great, too. Thanks. No, we're I We're good feel... together, actually. Yeah. Sharon, do you want to take my place? Do you want to take my place? Why don't you... <laughs> no. You'll have a regular gig. I'll sit over there. I won't talk. No, but you did really good because you have that tender... I really care. And we gentle all, we really and care, caring. You, you know? know what I mean? And and I'm much more like, let's just cut to the fucking chain. Yeah, but that's amazing. Yeah. But you like, know? You Sometimes did, you, you cut, have to you, hear that. Yeah. Like, you, you cut right, right to the core. Like, it's incredible. Own your attractiveness. Yeah. Own yourself as a person. But I would never be able to give that because I'm not sure I feel those things. You know? Like, that's well, why you, we're unqualified. You are, you are sure you feel them, but somewhere in your background, somebody told you it's not okay to say, like, there's that beautiful poem, you know, who are you not to be beautiful? Mm-hmm. You know, if you believe in God or the universe or whatever, that made you beautiful, Anna. And, I mean, you chose to be beautiful. You, the universe, this is like, it's your gift, and it's part of your purpose in the world. Why would you go around pretending you don't know that you're beautiful? Like, it's a waste of fucking time, because guess what? By the time you're my age, it's going to be flying out the door, and you're going to be thinking, why didn't anybody tell me that I was so I could look in the mirror and go, you know what? You're fucking right. Look at me. I mean, it's stupid. It's just stupid that you're not supposed to think you're attractive. Like, look in the mirror yourself. Like, look at me. I'm a hot guy. We go around with all these stupid insecurities. Why? I love this. It's just a waste of goddamn time because it's people... It's a waste t- of goddamn time! Well, because people people, people tell you you're supposed to be... Um, what is it you're supposed to be about that? Like, humble, chai... Not think that that's okay. God damn it, I'm hot. Why shouldn't you think that I you're hot? I want every one of my Come kids on. to think that they're just fantastic. I want them to walk I into a room that. and think, I'm just fantastic oh. and you're fucking lucky to know me. I, you have given all of us such a gift. What an amazing like, time. Yeah. This um, was an incredible... Thank you so thank much, Sharon. You. Well, I just... once If you can own yourself... Yeah. Then you have the ability to be kind and gracious and good and present with everybody else. If you're busy walking around like, am I this? Am I that? Am I what's it? How are you going to be nice to anybody else? Right. I'm blown away. I don't know. But you're being very kind and nice to me. No, no. No, I'm like, you're just amazing. Thank you so, so much for being here. Oh, will you tell some... To, well, in unison, we tell Sim, Sim um, we say, fuck you, Sim, on Thank the count of you. three. Okay. One, two, three. Thank fuck you, Sim. Oh, she, <laughs> she changed it. She, you, but I love she went, thank she went, you. She said thank you instead of fuck you. It's beautiful. I was just saying yesterday. Oh, we're going like, to say fuck you? Oh, I thought yeah. she changed it. Oh, ready. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> One, two, three. 
Fuck, Fuck you. you, Sam. Ooh, that was hot. Follow us on Unqualified on all of our social media. Please review on iTunes. And if you want to submit a question, go on unqualified.com. Good night, everyone. Good night.